Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. Robbie Koblenz, guys of a certain age, in the studio alongside... Jay Reed, also in the studio. And somebody else is hanging around via the electronic airwaves. Art Shirley, via something. I can't remember how we're connected we're, now. Th- this time it's smoke signals, so we've got this That's elaborate right. analog right. digital right. thing, and we're sending up smoke signals, almost like we're choosing a new pope. But We've got 25... <laughs> we've got... We've got <laughs> Podcast pope. The pod popes. <laughs> We've got ten cans. We've got ten cans and twenty-five miles of string. That, that's right. So uh, we've had some technical difficulties. We tried Skype, and then we did a FaceTime, and uh, Art remotely shut the Mac down. It yeah. was pretty impressive. We're waiting for that that's to right. happen now. So we're. Yeah, uh, I'm the Ju- I'm the Julian Assange of the podcast <laughs> of, of the podcast guys. Yeah. Wait, does that mean you're running around in your underwear with your cat now? Are you in a in an embassy? In an embassy. This, this is just FaceTime audio, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, the, no, I'm not. No. Uh. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, man. Well, now that we've got a technological solution that appears to be working for the time being that doesn't appear that doesn't depend upon Comcast or, or the angle of the sun. <sighs> wow. All right. So it's a day after Easter. Are we hitting Easter sales today's guys for uh, for candy? What's what's your story? Sounds like a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as we were going through, this is like take eighty-eight of this episode of the show. We were we were talking about with with kids really not at home. We were having to buy our own Easter candy, which is yeah. almost a crime. You know, my daughter came home from school and she brought me some Easter candy. Wasn't wow. that sweet? Wow, that's very nice. Did she? A yeah. Tiny little Reese's peanut butter egg because she knows me well. Oh, my experience. Sons don't do that. Yeah, my son didn't. Bring- <laughs> yeah. But actually, my son came over and made coffee for me with his new. Uh, Chemex coffee filter. Well, he just wanted Maker. to show off that I can do something yeah. you can't. That's yeah. what it is. It, if that there's w- technology involved, you can see it might happen. But. Yeah, that's not from a place of love. That's a, from a place of superiority mm-hmm. is what it is. Ooh. So, ooh. ooh. <laughs> wow. wow. It, turned, it turned dark quick. <laughs> it did. It did. Uh, all right. Well, let's jump into Geeks of the Week. Uh, so, just Art. Real quickly, what is your favorite Easter candy, though? Uh, I like Reese's peanut butter eggs, and I like Cadbury creamed eggs. Okay. Those are probably my top two also, and then we uh, we tried to discuss earlier, there's two kinds of peanut butter eggs, one that's more of a flat kind and one that's like shaped like an egg, like a Cadbury, and I, I kind of like both. Yeah. I kind of alternate between those two. So yeah. so what about you, Art? What's yours? I, we like the Robin's egg, the malted milk kind of things, either the, the, either the Whopper stuff with chocolate or the, the ones that are just a hard candy shell. That's oh, always yeah. been a favorite of mine. And I've also, I like black jelly beans, which I think is kind of a rare Ooh. thing. But uh, so I get those because nobody else in the family likes those. But yeah. Anyway. So years ago, I read a comic book. It was a horror comic book about uh, about this gigantic Easter bunny who was alive. And what he would do is he would capture children and dip them in chocolate and eat them. (laughs) And their ears off first. He would start with the ears. (laughs) And so that put me all from chocolate covered chocolate uh, bunnies. I saw one the other day that the, the bunny was like maybe four inches tall and the ears were like a foot tall. Wow. That's, you eat the ears first, you're, most but, of the bunny's gone. But ever since I read that comic book, I don't, I probably have eaten a chocolate bunny since, but I've always thought about, you know, here's this, this killer Easter bunny rabbit. And that was before I saw Donnie Darko. So, oh yeah. 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 Have you seen Donnie Darko, Jay? I don't 
think so, but I'm familiar with it. Yeah. I might have seen it. Yeah, it's. A- I have never seen it, and it's one of the things that my son shamed me on quite a bit because he said it's a great movie. I need to sit down. And it watch is it a somewhere. great movie. You guys yeah. haven't seen it. I'm about yeah, to take just, your geek I, cards back. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I even have it like uh, somewhere. You know, like a, a, I may have bought it or something. Uh, I may need to look through the DVD stacks and see if I've got it. But Art, I think Robbie needs to cook, a- cook for us, and we have a movie marathon. Why do I cook for you? You're the food writer. I just, I just own a chef. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm his legal guardian. There you go. Know. Yeah, there you go. Now, that sounds a little better. I own yeah. his butt, so uh, yeah, there you go. he's okay. going to be up here in a little bit, and uh, yeah, maybe we can get done with this soon. So, um, all right. Well, that that that's. Let's jump into the fun stuff. We've gone from the appetizer, the candy appetizer. Let's get into uh, Geeks of the Week. What you got this week, Art? Uh, my Geek of the Week is, is Batman-related, not surprisingly, I wow. guess. But um, Gotham wraps up its five-year run Thursday. And uh, it's it's one of the shows that started out, I think the original intent was kind of to show Jim Gordon and be more of a traditional cop show, you know, uh, setting the, the thing in Gotham. And you would, you know, see Bruce Wayne a little bit. Uh, the case he was trying to solve was Bruce Wayne's parents' murder. And, uh, you know, it met with marginal success at that point. And then as the show has gone on, and I don't know if either one of y'all watch it. I, I've watched it from the beginning. I haven't seen and, it. Uh, it's one of it, it kind of you have to consider it, I think, more of an Elseworlds kind of story because it, it doesn't follow the continuity of the comics at all. So if you if you kind of do that, I think you can accept it a little better. But it just w- really went off the rails crazy, like it's in the second season or towards the end of the first season. And I think the more they've leaned into that that crazy, uh, you know, uh, theme writing or that crazy style of writing, it's really become a, a mo- much more fun show to watch. You've seen. Uh, the the start of different villains like the penguin riddler catwoman and jerome um, and jerome so you're familiar with Jer- yeah jerome who uh, is their their uh joker analog and um great i mean this guy if they if they do another live action joker i would love for him to play it because he's really really good i know they've got uh you know joaquin phoenix uh in the joker movie coming up but for the dc uh eu or DCU, whatever the movie universe is called. Uh, and I don't think they're going to go to Batman anytime soon with that. But uh, I think he would be a great character to play him. But uh, he's supposed to make a appearance. The uh, finale is going to jump ahead 10 years, so we'll actually see Batman in the suit. Which uh, Is it Christian Bale? No, it's not going to be Christian Bale, but I do think he's going to try to do a similar voice, which I think is kind of a mistake. I think mm-hmm. I'd I think I'd go away from that because the guy that's playing him is a 17-year-old guy who's been a great young Bruce Wayne, has really done a great job as young Bruce Wayne. But, you know, his voice has barely been changed long enough for him to start. <laughs> it's going to yeah. hurt. I am Batman. I am the knight. But anyway... For, for those of us that have hung in there with us, it'll be nice to finally see Batman, and we're looking forward to see how the show wraps up. Fox it, gave him a, a, a limited run, which is kind of an, uh, a limited, like a 12-episode series this fifth season to wrap things up, which is unusual for Fox because usually they cut off a show right in the middle of things and never let you find out what's going on with it anymore. <laughs> but uh, it's, been, it's been a fun ride, and it's it certainly it's probably about time for it to end, but uh, it'll be fun that they're, they're having a chance to send it off this way. So did I see correctly that they, uh, a different actress is going to play Catwoman in the finale? Yeah, and I thought that, and they've uh, they're because she's supposed to be ten years older. Uh, 
the actress that plays uh, Catwoman now and has done a great job. I think they picked her because she had uh, kind of a resemblance to Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, but anyway, it's uh, Cameron Bicondova, I guess is how you say her name, uh, Cameron Bicondova, uh, who is, is opting out. Says she has decided, she said it was her choice, they offered it to her, but she said she thought it would be better if Catwoman is played by an older older woman. Uh, more age appropriate. So is Michelle I Pfeiffer thought, coming back? No, I, I don't think it's that quite that old. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, uh, David Mazuz is still going to play uh, uh, Batman and Bruce Wayne. I thought they might go with an older guy there, but um, apparently there will be a different guy in this suit. And for close ups, you'll see, you'll see uh, David playing, uh, you know, doing the voice and, and those kind of things. But uh, ba- Batman's supposed to be over six feet tall, and, and David's you know like five eight, so. That uh, he will not be playing him in the suit. Maybe Tom Cruise, if it's five. Maybe eight. Tom Cruise, yeah. who's even shorter. Who's my height? There you but, go. Uh, anyway, so yeah. So just uh, to bring it all back to Doctor Who, because we <laughs> always do. Uh, well, I, I meant to mention that. Yeah, yeah Alfred, yeah. who's in this, is uh, is uh, which Sean Doctor Pert- was this? Yeah, so Alfred is played by Sean Pertwee, who is the son of John Pertwee, the Third Doctor. And uh, uh, I think, Art, you know, I've talked about this off mic, I guess, two, three Halloweens ago. Um, uh, Sean Pertwee dressed up in one of his dad's costumes uh, yes, from the yeah. show, looked uh-huh. just like him. Uh-huh. And so I would love to see Sean Pertwee come in and do a cameo as his dad. And because uh, he looks just like him with the with the wig on. Uh, but he All said, right. you know, he, he said, no, that's my dad's role. I don't want to dishonor it. But, oh, it would be great to have it was a. I, I considered it a great tribute. I thought it was a really, really good tribute to this, and and not to derail this thing, you know, and and, and taking it's a, a chance here or bringing up bringing up another Doctor Who thing. But another thing I saw this week was the Macra Terror animated version. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. How was that? I haven't seen it. I was wondering if you knew about it. I yeah. just saw the first thing that they had taken a. Uh, an existing, I think, four-part Doctor mm-hmm. Who show that had been lost or whatever, but they still had the audio. Yeah. So they're recreating it in animation, and I think with photo stills, there's several different versions you could get on this deluxe package. So I figured that's probably something you knew about. Yeah, so like we talked about a couple episodes ago, the BBC erased a lot of the first two Doctors episodes, but there's audio that survived, maybe folks who'd recorded on a reel-to-reel audio, and so they've been able to, to scavenge some of the stuff back, and of course they've had the original scripts and they're able to recreate and so okay. the 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 Malcra terror uh was originally famously known to be incredibly low budget but apparently with the recreation it is uh it's a lot more suspenseful and a better adaptation so yeah but uh, well, it'd be worth seeing i look forward to seeing that if it comes on yeah. one of my streaming services yeah one of your variety of streaming services jay right. what what you got for your geek of the week my geek, geek of the week is hyper local this week i was doing some research for an article i was writing about our fair city and i went out to the mississippi state university library now you know I'm I'm not studying, but uh, there's did several. You, did you take your logbook of no my logbook of my my binder? <laughs> yeah, I took it to the library to show them. <laughs> Look how many books I've read. I'm the J Reed Decimal System. <laughs> no, actually, I went upstairs. There's a, a a new fourth floor, about a ten million dollar edition, and they have quite a few things. Actually, third floor has a John Grisham room, mm-hmm. which is you know you walk in there and it's just beautiful wood everywhere and manuscripts that are handwritten and all kinds of crazy stuff like that. 
And then upstairs are three different ones. One is the Templeton Music Museum, which has like these Victrolas from the yeah. early 1900s. And uh, most of them work. And that was what was crazy. He was uh, a student worker was showing me. Did those play eight of, tracks? They had an eight track in the display case. Yes. I'm like, oh, oh I got some of those. <laughs> yeah, they had kind of a. A timeline of devices that included eight tracks oh, and cassettes cool. and, and um, you know old iPod things like that. So, but the coolest thing I thought, well, maybe not the coolest, but maybe the most unusual was here in our little city. We have a presidential library. We do, and the yeah. irony is, <laughs> in our little southern city, it's the Ulysses S. Grant presidential library. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of made a name for himself in Mississippi as a Civil War general. And, uh, and then became president. And so it's kind of, you know, it's ironic, but it's really cool. There's some amazing stuff up there. there. Yeah. The gallery's not huge. Apparently there's a lot of stuff, you know, in the archives and they maybe rotate some things in and out, but, but there, and then the Lincoln collection, uh, one of the guys who was on the grant association board, uh, donated all of his Lincoln stuff, which is just, again, another crazy amount of stuff. So we really have a a neat little repository of stuff, you know, just a few miles away. Stuff doesn't is not yeah. the best word, yeah. but arc arc are what do you call it? Art not archives, but uh, artifacts. Yeah, that's the word I was oh, okay. looking for. So John Marzalak, Doctor John Marzalak, is the director of that. Mm-hmm. He, um, um, I'm on a committee with his wife, and we've known the Marzalaks for a while. Great I went to school with his boys. Yeah, great guy, great guy, and uh, so it. He's the reason we have that here at Mississippi State. Right, right. And uh, so I think it's one of maybe 18 presidential libraries. Yeah, there's only six that are on, on uh, university campuses. And, of course, they didn't do presidential libraries from you know for everybody. So, yeah. like, from Washington on, there's not one for everybody. But but this is kind of a, a special one. Washington has a monument. He does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Mount Rushmore, too. Um, but so, so – and a city named after him. Yeah, mul- so. multiple cities. So. Yeah. But right. uh, John was yeah. telling me that uh, about a year and a half ago, um, Carl Rove, former U.S. presidential advisor to uh, George W. Bush, U.S. presidential, that was a little redundant. Wow. Former advisor to former U.S. president, George W. Bush, uh, came and spent two days here. And he's a huge Civil War buff and uh, just came to research and spend time in the Grant Presidential Library. And uh, and Dr. Marzalak took him to Little Dewey for lunch. All right. And uh, apparently uh, Carl Rove thoroughly enjoyed his visit to Startville. But it, well, who wouldn't? Yeah. It, it, it's it's amazing that we've got a presidential library here. Yeah. So. And then the guy that that donated, uh, uh, Frank Williams, I believe, he's yeah. maybe maybe the chairman of the board of the Grant yeah. Association. He's the one that donated the Lincoln stuff. He and, and his he wife. Is also, he and his wife, yeah. Frank of Virginia, or is that right? Yeah. And uh, he's also a gourmet cook, so I thought I'd I just throw that I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of cool. L- L- what, what do they call it? L- Lincoln Anya? Lincoln Anya. Or something Lincoln, like that. Yes. It's Lincoln stuff. <laughs> it's Lincoln stuff. So that's really cool. Art, if you haven't been to the U.S. Grant Presidential Library, you need to... Yeah, I really need to, to go over there and do some of that stuff. Cons- I mean, I would cons- also be interested in the music stuff you were talking about. Considering it's right across campus from where you work. Yeah, yeah, God, yeah I man. should do that. And you can get an Einstein Brother bagel uh, while you're downstairs, too. <laughs> uh-huh. And I don't think they allow bagels in the U.S. Grant Library. Uh, yeah, I think they frown on the food and the drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They drank, frown on the drink as well? I thought you had to like a shot of whiskey or something. <laughs> you to do that. 
they give you a complimentary shot of whiskey yeah, as you walk right. in. So, um, my geek of the week is pretty cool. It's an article from Gizmodo where um, some uh, some guy took a uh, took an etch a sketch, hooked it up to a Raspberry Pi system. Raspberry Pi is a single board, small board computer system. Um, a Raspberry Pi that's got a camera sensor, and basically what it does, the system will will take a photo. Rendered into what an eight bit? No, not even. It's a one bit color palette, a two forty by one forty four pixel photo on the etch a sketch. So what's really cool is the, the Raspberry Pi powers the sensor, and then the it, it grabs the photo, quantifies it, and so it turns it into this small postage size stamp of dots, and it translates uh, to uh, a couple of uh, of 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 little knob control things that interface directly with the two front things on the Etch-A-Sketch. And so it will draw the photo of what you just took the picture of on the Etch-A-Sketch. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it's incredible. It's like the geekiest thing I've seen in a long time. Since last week. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's uh, the the guy's name, let's see if I can find it here, is Martin Fitzpatrick. And uh, he built his etch a it's he called it the etch a snap. He built it around a Raspberry Pi Zero, upgraded with stepper motors, a custom 3D printed frame, and gearing to control the miniature etch a sketch display and a basic digital camera on the back. So, wow, that's that's incredible. That's uh, I could never get I could never get the hang of an etch a sketch. So to see somebody who's basically taken and put a camera front end on an etch a sketch, that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, he must be a cousin to the guy that made the music from the dot matrix printer because there's a lot of folks that just <laughs> don't have a lot to do apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But we're talking about them here that's on right. guys that's of a certain, right. of uh, guys of a certain. That's day. why they do it. So you can uh, you can actually go into Fitpatrick's website. He's got all the detailed steps that you too could build your own. Etch a snap. I'm not sure I could. You were pointing at me. (laughs) So there's a little code, a little electrical engineering. Yeah, the the whole nine yards. So you will post that link on the show notes because that that'd be cool to see. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's it's pretty pretty fun. So that was uh, my my geek of the week for next week. I'm just going to give you a uh, well. Now I'm not even going to give you a tease because it's it's pretty fun. Jay will like that one too. So. And so that does it for our Geeks of the Week segment. So let's get into the real meat of the episode. Ah. Boom! Oh, come I on. That see was what good. you did there. Yeah. And so. First raspberry pie, now yeah, meat. Yeah, that's right. That's ah. right. So Jay, Jay's in charge of the topic this week. So Jay, what are we going to talk about food-wise? Well, you know, a few weeks ago, I had a conversation with one of our listeners, our favorite baker, Aunt Marty. And uh, she was telling me about they had gone on a long trip and binge listened to this podcast on the way back and forth. And Hello, so, Aunt Marty. Oh, nice. So greetings to her. And she would like to hear more about food. So we're going to talk a little bit about food today. In particular, since she mentioned that it was a road trip where she listened. And I, I listen to podcasts when I travel to or try to. Uh, so what, let's talk about road trip eating. What do you carry in the car? How do you decide where you're going to eat when you're there? You know, what are some of the some tips for... Uh, how to choose the best place, the best meal, that sort of thing. So let me uh, let me get your definition of road trip eating. Are you talking about uh, you stop at a convenience store and grab something, or are you talking about actually going into restaurants and partaking of, of food? Well, we both both exist. Both uh, fit the definition. 
So, uh, like, for instance, uh, there – I don't even know if it's still there, but at one point – there was a uh, store in Alabama just near the uh, near the Tuscaloosa Toll Road that had Milo's sweet tea, oh sure, yeah. slushy kind of things, like wow. almost like an icy, but it was Milo's lemonade sweet tea. It was not there the last time I looked a couple of weeks ago. Is it that that Chevron on the on the left? It was at the Chevron. I don't know. It, I may have moved across the street. I need to find it. But that sort of thing is what I look for when I'm going somewhere and we stop for whatever reason uh, at the gas station. Um, I will look and say, well, what drinks do they have that I can't get at home or what kind of cool candy and what's a, uh, you know, white chocolate, something that was only available in dark chocolate before I, I look for unique stuff and I get a little bit tired sometimes when I'm driving. So I'll get something to, to, to nibble on and, you know, keep me awake. So that is, that's one definition. So along those lines, there is something I have, I look for everywhere I go. My favorite cream cheese Danish of all time is a Dolly Madison Bakery cream cheese Danish. I'm showing Jay a picture. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, I'll, I'll put this in the show notes. Uh, but, you know, I, they're not made anymore. The Dolly Madison Bakery got absorbed by somebody, and those things are no longer being made. And really? sometimes you will come across from time to time uh, that you can, you can grab them. And uh, so, but that's what I always look for. And what's the expiration date since they're no longer being made, or does it matter? <laughs> Who cares, man? As long as you warm it up just a little bit and uh, you get uh, get the cream cheese nice and, and warm it, man. Who cares? You know, have you looked at the expiration date on a ho ho or a Twinkie? Twinkie. Yeah. yeah, that's right. No, man, we'll survive uh, nuclear holocaust probably. It, it probably will. Yeah, so. The roaches will be eating those after we're <laughs> That's right. Down, so. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, but you know, but the other side, I'm, I was thinking more to focus on where do you go? Like, if you're driving through, you got a day trip. How do you decide where you're going to stop for lunch? Do you try to take opportunities to eat well? Or is it just fast food or what? Well, I won't do fast food. The only fast food that I like to eat um, uh, is going to be Subway or Chick-fil-A. And uh, so we do a ton of traveling with with my job. And uh, so we have been known to plan routes on our trip around food. Oh, yeah. Uh, Especially when we're doing – when we're heading out of town – um, so oftentimes I will look and see where Triple D Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives has done shows. I've done that, oh. and and there's a there's a website called Flavor Town, I believe, or Flavor Town, because that's one of uh, Guy Fieri's. You know, this is Flavor Town right here, um, and it will show you a map of where they've been, and so we will hit that, and um, and so that that's kind of. I mean, does that? Does That's that, the kind of thing that I do too. I and mean, I have, I'll, you can Google the city and you know see what's what. Just general, but I use Yelp a lot. Um, I know some people don't like the reviews on there, but you know Yelp or TripAdvisor, some you know something that's handy, and just see what the number one place is. Find if you want pizza, you can pull in pull up pizza. It's a, it's a useful app. Now I don't use it for everything, but if I'm going somewhere, of course we're in the south and we travel. Usually we're going east, so towards Atlanta and that direction, and. Um, so I'll check, I'll check out gardening guns website, maybe Southern living. A lot of times if you go into a big city, they'll have an article and say, you know, this is where you need to eat. This is where you need to stay. This sort of things, um, in the state here in Mississippi, eat, drink, Mississippi, shameless plug. I write a column for that magazine and they always have four or five features of Mm -hmm. restaurants in the region. So if you go in a certain way, you can look up some back issues and, and they'll have different things in that area. 
the most fun thing maybe I've done is um, a few years ago, Alabama did a hundred, um, the year of Alabama food and came up with a list of a hundred things to eat in Alabama before you die. So I'll print out the list and carry it with me. And if I'm going to be going a certain route, I'll look at all the cities that are along that route and try to make sure I land there during mealtime. So what are some of those items? Uh, One of the things, actually, I ended up one time there was a a butterscotch milkshake that I was looking for in Heflin, Alabama. When I got there, uh, I couldn't find it. So I called my pastor, who happened to be from Heflin. He says, oh, sorry, it closed. Um, So we ended up at a barbecue place. It was really good. So that was kind of an accidental find. Um, They're in Troy, Alabama. There's some banana pudding. I believe it, the Sisters uh, Cafe or Three Sisters, something something about some sisters, and they make good banana pudding. Um, What about barbecue at Archibald's in Northport? That's on there. Yeah, that's maybe my favorite purchased barbecue of all time have you ever mm. been to i tried to go it was it didn't work out when the one time i i went um we were on the road and didn't have time to stop and it was going to be messy in the car yeah no you don't eat it in the car you sit there right you, i know i know that's, that's why it didn't work yeah you sit there but that's you, the consideration to me i mean it's like if you're road trip because we're 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 bad about doing fast food stuff and it's like you know depending on where we're going it's like, do we have time to stop and eat it? Which is, I, I agree, generally preferable, you know, to try and eat something because we always end up wearing it if we try to eat it <laughs> on the road. But uh, yeah, so that's a good that's a that's a good point. But, well, I kind of uh, look at it like opportunity eating. You're, if you're somewhere that you're never going to be again or, yeah. or unlikely, then make the most of it. But I will, like you said, I will go to Chick Fil A. That's kind of like the one fast food place that I will allow my family to eat because I don't want to <laughs> eat in. You know, I don't want to go to Kentucky. And eat something that I can eat oh, two miles from my house. Sure. But I do like, um, my wife introduced me to, not that I hadn't heard of it, but she liked the filet fish at McDonald's. And so I we like got them. married. I like the filet fish um, at McDonald's. We get that every now and then. So if we're traveling, I will allow myself basically one filet fish a year. <laughs> and if it's breakfast time, one McGriddle a year. But aside from that, you know, it's either Chick Fil A or or we go out somewhere else. Yeah. So we'll we'll hit any place. We we we'll go anywhere. <laughs> but I do agree with you. I do agree with you. You're traveling to a destination once you get there. Like we were just recently in New Orleans, and you know, it's oh. a, you 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 try to find places that you may not have been to before, or certainly, you know, you're not going to go to you're not going to go to uh, Popeyes when you're in New Orleans. No. Yeah. So, so my problem with going to New Orleans is we hit Cafe Dumont as many times as possible, which yeah. kind of which kind of says, curbs your appetite. Yeah, it really does. It really yeah. does. So. Um, I'm trying to think of places that are, are destination eats for us as we travel through. You know, we won't do um, uh, we won't do a, a chain restaurant. We will make a couple of exceptions, like we may hit a Cracker Barrel because we don't have one here. Um, right, and that's a good place to stop with the family and just you know, good bathrooms on a trip. You know, it's usually. <laughs> and, you know, and, I'm serious. And, no, you're right. And, <laughs> and the Triangle Game. I mean. Come on. Yes, absolutely. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It's not, you don't usually go somewhere to go to the Cracker Barrel, you know, but you, no, if it's no. on the, if it's on the road, it's a good place to stop. And breakfast course, all day. You know, yeah. And there's breakfast. a, and there's a line at three 30. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, so do you guys, uh, do you guys make room for when you do your Ikea run? Do you, do you make room for the uh, little cafe in the middle of Ikea to get, uh, some Swedish delights there? I've never been to I, Ikea. You've never been, been to an Ikea? I'm not. Sorry, Art. What were you going to say? Where is it? What's the closest one? Memphis. It's one of Memphis. Yeah, Memphis. Uh, I've been to the one in Chicago. That's the only one I've ever been to before. 
Wow. I've heard good yeah. things. Like Ikea. Swedish meatballs and such as that. Ikea is a destination, yeah. and you don't really go there for food. But the thing, the, the way Ikea is set up is you walk through the showroom. You go upstairs, and you walk through the showroom. And everything in the showroom you can buy, you you, you either write down the number or you, or you pull a card or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you go to their cafe to regroup and decide your purchasing. Then you walk through the warehouse, and you pull your own stuff. Yeah. And so And I have had the Swedish meatballs and they're very good. They are. I forget things. Yeah, yeah I need to do that. Had a friend of mine from Sweden it's like, "What is y'all's obsession with IKEA cuz we just think it's junk over in yeah. Sweden." You know. So, but uh, And then they go, "There's a Target." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. They love Target, we love IKEA. Yeah. So. Stop the car. <laughs> that was So places like you, you mentioned New Orleans. Uh New Orleans is is kind of overwhelming for me yeah because there's so many places to go and how do you choose i mean i i and that's another thing i'll go to like i went to before our last trip to new orleans i went to uh ty tim's one of our local chefs here and he's he spends a lot of time down there so it's like ty okay where are your go-to places i'm gonna be there two days i need a handful of places and he gave me a couple of names and and uh we went to those places like what are you holding out on us you got to share oh gosh you have uh koshan Koshan. Oh yeah, Koshan and good. Koshan Butcher, which is right behind it. We went to both. Did you go? Did you do the chef's table at Koshan Butcher, where you could sit there and see them? Yeah, we so. did because it was kind of we. My son was doing something, and we had to kind of plan around his activities, so gotcha. it was kind of a last minute reservation. But yeah, that that kind of thing is awesome. Yeah. So one of my favorite places to see on the coast, maybe my favorite restaurant in the state, is Trapani's in Bay St. Louis, mm. and um, it's in Old Town, which is their kind of central. Uh, you know, artsy district and, uh, it, it, fabulous place for seafood steaks, uh, best po' boy I've ever had. And, um, that's so a lot. if I ever get within 20 miles of a coast, my wife is rubbed off on me in this way. She's from ocean spring. She will not eat, uh, she will not eat shrimp that she hasn't put, purchased herself from, from the coast, uh, more than 20 miles from the coast. Trapani's is fabulous. So, um, love Trapani's and we will go out of our way to go to, to uh, Trapani's. Um, another great place on the coast. Uh, so you do Trapani's in Bay St. Louis, you get on 90 and you head, you head East. And by the time you're, you know, you, you get through your, your lunch, you're probably ready for something a little sweet. A couple hours later, you stop in ocean Springs and you hit tato Tato nuts, tato nut, which, uh, they make their potato. They make their donuts from a potato flour. And, uh, so that's a, that's a great donut, but pro pro tip tato nuts do not travel well especially up highway 45 so you mean they make it all the way well highway yeah, 45 is yeah, that the problem we'll do that and uh yeah they're not the best i was kind of afraid to ask for further elucidation on that <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> yeah it, it just you know a tato net has to be enjoyed pretty close to after it's come off the assembly line there at uh, yeah the ocean springs complex there so but if you continue to go further east, you go to a Pascagoula, and Ed's Hamburgers is fabulous. It's Ed with two Ds. Is and that Robert St. John's place? No, 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 no. Uh, Robert St. John's is in is in Hattiesburg. This is a little shack north of uh, north of Pascagoula. There's one in downtown Pascagoula, and then there's one on maybe 57. I can't remember. And um, they, they remind me, it's a great burger. It's a very thin burger. And it reminds me a lot of what I remember 
uh, the original McDonald's hamburgers tasting like mm-hmm. as a kid. And great milkshakes, great fries. And so if we're going to Dolphin Island like we often do in the summer uh, for a long weekend, we will come through and we will time and hit lunch at Ed's. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good stuff. So that's kind of an out-of-the-way place you've got to find. Um, so well, You mentioned burgers and shakes. Uh, that's something I've noticed is burger places have kind of proliferated. <laughs> That's what he, she said. Uh, proliferated. Yeah. Uh, you know, the gourmet burger, and I oftentimes have milkshakes. Our own Bulldog Burger here does that. Um, and, and Art, in West Point, um, how about Stafford's? Do you uh, oh. hit that very much? Yeah, we had Stafford's this weekend. Oh, yeah. Stafford's. I also like Twisted Burger, which is here too, but Stafford's been here for, you know, forever, and uh, it's still a great burger. And that's what, you know, we'll go by there and get that. Like I said, uh, Becky was uh, – picking something up either Friday or Saturday, and uh, just always good. It's the best milkshake around. Yeah. They're in the burgers, too. They're kind of loosely formed. You know, there's no mm-hmm. regular shape to it, and uh, you get a little bite variety that way. Yeah. But there's places much- popping up everywhere, and you can get some really neat you can. milkshake flavors and toppings of burgers. So have you guys ever done Sonny's in Ackerman? No relation mm-hmm. to Sonny's Barbecue yeah. here in Starkville. So. This is where the three of us need to head down to for, for you know, doing a guys of a certain age down there. So Sonny's Barbecue in Ackerman, Mississippi, the, the guy who owns it is in Starkville, is from Starkville, but there's a Sonny's Barbecue here that has no relation to it. Fabulous burgers. I mean, they're, you know, they're like a two-inch chunk of meat. Their ribs have got to be some of the best ribs I've ever eaten. Just delicious, and on Friday nights they do a uh, they do a steak night, and it's it's unbelievable. So yeah, that would be worth the trip. Yeah, just uh, it's right down. You you, you head uh, head to Ackerman, take a left on fifteen, and you kind of have to know where you're going. Yeah, to, yeah, to find it, or else you just open your window and uh, smell well, the smell. Well, the smell. Then you might end up at uh, Pap's place then, but that's a different type <laughs> of smell. We don't rob you, honey. We just fill up your belly. Wow, <laughs> you know what? I feel my belly many times there. So you know what we need to do? We need to do an episode about bad local commercials that we remember oh my gosh just <laughs> just an episode <laughs> just an episode and i love them i mean i think they're great and, they kind of develop a life of their own and after I, a while I, mean, yeah, that would be, I tell you what my uh, sister uh is in town this weekend and uh you know from nashville she and her family come down and they just cannot get over the commercials they go what, what's up with it and nashville has their share of bad commercials too they really she do goes, i can't believe they're running these things i said yeah well, it becomes a it just becomes a part of the culture, you know. Yes. I don't lie to you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that was so. He's talking about Bill Russell with Premier Ford in Columbus, mm-hmm. Mississippi, and when they were shooting the interview with him, the story goes, uh, Bill Russell was telling a story, and he mimicked that. I wouldn't lie to you, and so the ad agency thought, "Oh man, what a great line!" So they threw it on the back end, and yeah. and and that's not Bill Russell, <laughs> and, and so, but it was just so off the cuff. It and you and it was shot standard def, so it's it's pretty low quality compared to what we've got nowadays and five six seven years ago they tried to recreate it in high def yeah and he couldn't do it and it was just yeah it did not work at all no it it didn't it didn't you know i i have to say i am kind of responsible for the move over to copy cow which aired here in startville for 20 odd years that thing started airing 
it would have been January of 97 and it, it still, it still airs from time to time. So I should have, instead of negotiating a flat buyout, I should have got a royalty for every time. Okay. You know, I need All a penny. Right, this is a great show episode idea. Let's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, and we only barely touched the the the, the surface of food too. There. What so. kind of do y'all pack food? Do you ever take food with you? I mean, what kind of things do you? If you <sighs> no, I I do, but it's snack food. I, I'll have a cooler full of drinks. Well, that's that's what I meant. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what kind of snack food do you take on a road trip? Do you? It kind of depends on what I've got in the house. A lot of times, if we're going on a big trip, and I'm thinking ahead, this is crazy, but I will. I don't use coupons very much, but the couple of weeks before we travel, especially if we're going to be like in a condo and, and kind of eating in and eating out, I'll look and see what the coupons are for the newest cracker or the newest uh, whatever, yeah. the newest snack food. The other day I got some Rice Krispie treats that are like, uh, I think they call them poppers, and they're about <laughs> an inch square and, and dipped in chocolatey coating. No, they wow. didn't say chocolate. It's chocolatey coating. Wow. But I had a coupon, so I got some of that. and and carried it with me that that's the kind of thing i'll look for and carry with us um you know it can't be all sweet or i'll go nuts but yeah becky's becky's always going to have a bag of gardettos with her Ooh, uh you yeah. know some nabs peanut butter cracker kind of stuff uh, you, uh some trail mix kind of stuff that we kid ourselves is healthy <laughs> <laughs> right yeah it's and less. at one point you know we, we would make stuff you know when the kids were little we would probably make stuff but you know after, shortly after that it got to be all store-bought stuff and you know, so, but, so uh, Steve Griffiths, if you're listening, a nab is usually a peanut butter cracker or a cheese yeah. cracker with peanut butter or even cheese in it. So that's yeah. a Southern delicacy. Yeah, cheese with peanut butter is the classic. Yeah. It, it is. It is. And if you yeah. want to be really a purist, you would drink an RC Cola with it. Yeah. And I started not to call it that, but I thought, no, I got to be true to my roots. That's what we call it. Grow, yeah. call them, so. Go get me some nabs, which I don't even uh, know where that what. I thought it was from Nabisco, but I'm not sure if that's it's right. An, it was the name of a, of a yeah. cracker at one point. I'm not sure yeah. it's made anymore, but in the South, just kind of like a Coke is, Coke is and anything yeah. <laughs> carbonated yeah. and caramel colored. Yeah. The Give, two questions, do you want a Coke? Yeah, what kind? Yeah, yeah, exactly. go, what, are you, what are you talking about? What? You know, Sprite? Dr. Pepper? <laughs> yeah. Huh? yeah. Mr. Pibb? If you want. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Mr. Pibb. Oh, man, I love me some Pibb. So, yeah. Wow, this one's almost going off the rails. Guys, that was a, almost. Almost. <laughs> yeah, almost. That's the way it goes. That was a, that was yeah. a good episode. That was a. Well, was I think if nothing else, the idea of actually doing a road trip to a local destination, you know, within the you know, short road trip to someplace sounds like a great idea. And then we should just Here. do a podcast from that. So, that. Yeah. Would, there you go. That would be fun. So, live from Sunny's. Yeah, that's right. Or I mean, even if, on the road. Road recorded on the as we drive and oh wow the whole thing together that would be hilarious. And Thanks the, for joining us for our planning session for the next <laughs> season <laughs> of Guys of a Certain Age. That's right, that's right. right. We got to make it to October at least. So, all right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us, and until next time, we'll see you. <laughs>